it's just a magical thing that happens when you empower that team member to figure it out on their own and come up with something, you realize, you know what, that, that was actually pretty genius and that's awesome. They feel empowered and they're, they're ready to take ownership of what they're doing and it feels good. Welcome back and thank you for joining me. So today, I want to talk about micromanaging. And maybe when I say that word, you're like, because either you've been the actual victim of somebody micromanaging you, or you might have this kind of feeling like, oh, maybe I actually micromanage based on what other people have told me. Maybe it's happening within your team. And I have definitely seen that happen within my team and I know how it makes people feel. And so I thought, you know what, this would be a really great topic to address with my audience. One of the biggest complaints that teams will have about a leader in their place of work, whether it's their manager or leader of their division or sometimes it's even us as sole business owners and contractors that we work with, but it is that feeling of being micromanaged. I personally felt this way myself back in my freelance copywriting days. I remember feeling totally disempowered with a certain client that I had that everything I did had a second pair of eyes on it and not in a good way. I felt that I needed to ask permission instead of forgiveness for everything that I did. What I quickly realized was that feeling micromanaged, that whole feeling really robbed from my confidence and actually in, in my ability to do good work. And it totally wreaked havoc on my actual talent. And it was just in that particular relationship. And this was a long time ago, and I've always carried that with me because it, it definitely made me more mindful in terms of how I worked with my team. So I want to talk about today what that looks like, what being a micromanager looks like, what those signs are, and how we can shift that, <laughs> become aware of that, and how, how we can alter that. And the thing is, is that being a micromanager, it looks like results are never matching up to the ideal. That's what you're thinking as a micromanager. And that's what it feels like as somebody who's being micromanaged. You feel as a micromanager that your way is the best way. And some micromanagers might even get satisfaction when you catch errors from others because it proves that, oh, I was, see, I was doing it the right way and you did it wrong. You made a mistake. So if you're micromanaging, you're constantly checking in on the person that you're micromanaging, which is, you can imagine it would be an icky feeling. And especially if it's happened to you, you know, it's an icky feeling. So if you're questioning whether you might be a micromanager, then take a listen at these questions. Do you want approval on every single email or piece of work that goes out? Because in the back of your mind, you're pretty sure you're going to catch an error. Or do you want to know that every single thing that is going on 
you need to see it and you will claim that it's just because you want to make sure it gets done right. So it's like you have to see every single thing that's happening and your excuse for it is, I just want to make sure that it's getting done the right way. Those are probably two main characteristics or questions that if you answered yes to, you might be guilty of being a micromanager. At the same time, you might be saying, I feel like my boss is doing that to me. Every single thing I send out, he or she needs to see, or I feel like every single thing I do, he or she needs to see. So while as a micromanager, there might be good intention here, if you are doing those things, the problem is is that it really takes its toll on your team members and their confidence and their morale. And like I said, in my case, it actually will affect performance and productivity big time. It really will big time. And here's the thing, coming to peace with it being okay for people to make mistakes is so important here because this is how people learn. And you might think, If you're a micromanager, I'm trying to be very careful of not calling anybody a micromanager, but in the case of a micromanager, a micromanager might think that keeping such a close eye on on team members and what they're doing is a benefit to the business. Like, I'm just trying to make sure everything is operating smoothly, but it actually hurts the business and it actually hurts the team members. So think of it this way instead. Wouldn't it be a lot more awesome to spend time on other responsibilities that you have instead of constantly overseeing and checking and double checking what other people are doing. Instead of looking at what tasks and activities need to be done and are they being done the right way, what if you focused instead, this is key, on the outcome? So what if you looked at the outcome instead of the actual tasks and activities? So just because you've done something one way doesn't mean that it's the only right way. Somebody else could do it totally differently and have an equal, and maybe it's possible, an even better result. Oftentimes, micromanagers are fixed on being perfect. But let's remember that when you focus on things being perfect, it will definitely come at a cost. And that cost ultimately is performance because that feeling of being micromanaged causes unhappiness. If you're somebody who is micromanaging, it will cause unhappiness with your employees. And I can tell you this, employees that are unhappy are not going to perform at their best. Team members that are excited about what they do and feel empowered about what they do to to make choices and, and do things and come up with their own ways of doing things are likely to be more productive and give better performance, produce higher quality. They will bring in better energy, which is great for the whole team and morale. And this one is super important. They are much more likely to consistently improve. And if there are mistakes, they will know how to fix them and feel empowered to remedy it. They will want to fix it and come up with a better way. When I first started the draw shop, 
I wore so many different hats, as many founders will do with, with a startup, right? Your customer support, you're doing the marketing, you're the salesperson, you're the bookkeeper, and you might even be the one that's actually delivering on the deliverables, the service or products that you sell. And it's a lot. Something that is common that can happen is when you find yourself in a place where you're like, okay, we've got a lot of revenue coming in now. I at least have enough to start hiring employees or hiring some support. And so what happens is you find yourself very particular about the certain systems and processes that you have created because you know them and you feel like, okay, well, I just need this person to come in and do that. And while they might be able to, maybe it's an awesome system or process that you've created what can happen is that you start to micromanage and, and double check if they're doing it the exact same way that you do it. But we're all different and we're going to do things in a different way. And again, focusing on the outcome rather than the exact task and activity that's being done is a better way to measure if something's being done effectively or not. At The Draw Shop, we are known for creating messages that convert, whether it's copy we're writing, video we're producing, or images we are illustrating. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably ready to move the needle in your business. So we created something free for you that you can learn in the amount of time it takes you to drink a half a cup of coffee. It's a 10-minute quick win for your landing pages. And what you will learn when you download this free guide will not only impact the effectiveness of your landing pages, but it's also going to impact the behavior of your visitors and shift the way you market to your audience altogether. So if you're ready to learn what most marketers ignore, how to quickly fix the top reasons people click away from your landing pages, then download your 10-minute quick read now by hitting the link in the show notes for this episode or just heading over to thedrawshop.com forward slash six reasons. That's the number six, thedrawshop.com forward slash six reasons, and you'll be on your way to increasing your site conversion rates and growing your business. Okay, back to the episode. A lot of us CEOs, founders, leaders, managers are, are guilty of this. I myself, I know that I've absolutely done that myself. Like, no, no, we have to do it this way. We have to do it that way without giving the chance of saying, well, wait a minute, maybe your way is going to be better. And it's just a magical thing that happens when you empower that team member to figure it out on their own and come up with something. You realize, you know what, that, that was actually pretty genius. And that's awesome. They feel empowered and they're, they're ready to take ownership of what they're doing. And it feels good. But we do get locked into that. Well, it's just easier if I do it myself. Maybe I won't have this person do that. But it's by the time I show them how to do this and do that, and they're going to make so many mistakes or they are making so many mistakes and they're not doing it like me, I'm just going to do it myself. And so now you've just created more work for yourself. You might say things like, I can't afford to get this messed up, so I have to do it myself. Or my reputation is at stake. I cannot trust this person to do this the right way. And the thing is, is that if you stay in that mindset, you will just be on this constant hamster wheel. And it it's actually impossible for you to grow yourself. And it's definitely going to be wicked hard to grow your business. It's just 
I feel comfortable and confident in saying that if you keep that type of mindset of you're the only person that can do it and anybody else does it, we'll mess it up and your reputation, all these things. If you're worrying about all of those things and not empowering somebody else to do it without micromanaging them, I really feel confident in saying that you cannot grow your business. I really think that. So if this is an issue, what's the obvious answer then to fixing the micromanaging problem? The obvious answer is to delegate more tasks and responsibilities, right? And trusting somebody else to get it done. But the problem with micromanagers is that when they begin to delegate and say, okay, and now I'm overloaded and I'm doing too much, they find themselves still checking in, asking for updates. How did you do this? How did you do that? Sneaking peeks here and there, checking with other team members to check on that team member. And it just becomes a whole big barrel of overwhelm and you can't grow. So let's talk about how to delegate in a way that empowers that team member to do a good job. So if you're actually going to delegate something, then it means that you are taking it off of your plate completely. It means you have total confidence and trust that your team member is able to carry it through. You also accept that something might go wrong. Yes, it's okay. Something might go wrong, but guess what? You trust that that person can figure it out. That person can handle it and come up with a solution. It's not to say that you can't have other check-ins, like a quarterly check-in or some type of performance review or ways that you can measure things. I'm talking about the ones that are so frequent, the day-to-day, the constantly overseeing that become overwhelming. Of course, you should be seeing things as, as a, as a big picture and focusing on, on those outcomes. And if it's not a good outcome, then let's dig deeper and see how things are being done. Of course you should, but it's the constant that will absolutely stifle someone. And it ends up stifling you as well, by the way, you end up getting stuck on that, in that hamster wheel of just doing the same things over and over again. And suddenly you have this long list of tasks that shouldn't be yours. Typically, When my team and I start a new project, one of the questions asked by my project manager will be whether or not I need approvals on every newsletter or email or ad copy or script, all of these things that that go out. And if I had to give approval on every single one of those items and things that we do on a day-to-day basis, I can tell you, I don't think my business would exist anymore. It would be really hard to grow if we could grow at all because everyone would be waiting. And quite honestly, I'm pretty positive that if I were having to look at everything, I'd probably find something that I would change each and every time. I might say, well, I would have worded this that way. But the thing is, is it it worth it? Is that little bit of a a change really worth it and going to make that huge of a difference? Probably not. So in order to keep things moving... I have to trust that my team is more than capable and in fact, amazing at what they do and probably better than me at these things than I am. And it feels so good that I can empower them to take on those roles because all it does is make them want to do better because they get to see that their choices and the way that they've done things produces good results. And if it doesn't, they want to fix it which is awesome. 
Those mistakes always lead to something better. It leads in an improvement in systems, an improvement in processes, an improvement of the way that we interact with clients. Mistakes always lead to that. It's the beautiful thing about mistakes. So I've actually gotten to a place where I create more responsibilities for these people because over the years they've proven just how capable they are and it's responsibilities that they've wanted to have initially. So I can see firsthand how empowering them with that trust and confidence really dramatically actually improves their performance. And I just know that as they keep growing, mistakes will happen. As I keep growing, mistakes will happen. And we're all going to make mistakes. And I don't expect perfection. And they don't expect it from me either. So we all consistently learn and we share with each other what those mistakes are. You know, there's this saying that people don't quit companies, they quit managers. And I can't remember. It's something that I will say because I think it's so true. And I can't remember who said it. And I should have done my research before doing this podcast, but it just came to me. And and I love this, that people don't quit companies, they quit managers. And if you look at your team and you start to look at what your turnover rate is or how long employees stay with you or what type of issues are happening, it could be a really big sign as to whether you might be somebody who is not making work so much fun. And there are things as leaders that we definitely need to be on top of. I don't doubt that at all. However, really decide what those things are that you really need to be CC'd on when it comes to emails. Decide on what things you really need to give your approval on, like if it's if it's branding or something that's really going to be super impactful. Decide on what meetings you really, really need to be involved in and look at the things that you do each day that actually keep the needle moving, that you do as a leader within your business and focus on those and then allow your team members to handle the other things, because if you hired somebody, you hired them for a reason. You hired them to take on the payroll or the bookkeeping or those things that you just need to do some check-ins on occasionally, but not every single day. If that person truly isn't a fit for that position, then it's going to reveal itself sooner than later. If you're not getting the outcomes you need, then you probably need to get somebody else in that position. But if you hire them and they are capable and the issue is with you trusting that they are capable, really look at that. And it's time for you to to go out and, and just focus on what you do best and let them handle that piece of the business. That is what I have for you today. It was just a very brief reminder, little bit of a check-in. A lot of times I see things happen and it sparks the idea. Sometimes it's within my own business and it sparks the idea of, you know what, I want to share, I want to share this in case it's something that you might be experiencing yourself, whether it's you doing it, whether it's somebody on your team doing it. And just to be really mindful, I hope this was helpful. I hope in some way that this makes a difference in your business. Thanks for listening. Real quick before I go, have you left me a rating and a review yet? 
I want to make sure that I keep bringing you more of the topics you want to hear. So will you do me a favor and head on over to wherever you're listening on this podcast and let me know what you thought about this episode. Just scroll to the bottom, click on how many stars, five would be amazing, and then click write a review. Oh, and when you do, you'll be entered to win a $500 gift card to the draw shop that I will choose on the first Monday of every month. Oh,